When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Okay, you guys, I have a new podcast alert. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on MyTalk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, uh, and you know when there is a hot new podcast uh, we have to talk about it on the Colleen and Bradley okay. show. And I don't Tell know us about if it. you have started listening to this no, I have not. podcast. It's called Fatal Voyage, the no. Mysterious Death of Natalie Wood. Okay, so it's all about the death of Natalie Wood exactly. back in, what was that, 1980? Um, it was in the year 1981. Okay. And, um, you know, there were four people aboard the yacht that they were sailing on the night of her death on November 28th of 1981. It was Natalie Wood, uh, her husband, Robert Wagner, Christopher Walken, and the uh, captain of the ship named Dennis Davern. And for years, there's been so much speculation around what happened that night and truly knowing that there are only three living people who really know the full story. Um, Well, each episode is about a half hour, which I love that. Start there. The episodes of these podcasts are about a half hour long. And each of them, it takes you sort of, it, it, first it lays the groundwork. How did all these people know each other, right? Like, how, what, what did Christopher Walken have to do with Robert Wagner and Natalie Wood, yep. et cetera? But then it takes you up to the night of. Now, Truth be told, as I've always sort of been fascinated from afar at the fact that there's not really a resolution to what exactly happened Well, and happened it always seems night. to come up. I mean, we've talked about it several times on right. our show. There will be uh, new speculation. Then you had the case um, reopened. And so there's, there's just... And then you have the confrontation of... Um, you know, family the, members with Robert the Wagner. The sister with Robert Wagner. Yeah, so there's, it's always sort of cropping back up in the news. Um, but So I've always sort of watched it from a distance, and but I never really dug deep into it. And I know there's numerous books about it. And in fact, Dennis Davern, who was the captain of the yacht that evening, he has written a book. He also, and I learned this from the podcast, since he uh, wrote the book, told about what he knew from that night, that's part of what prompted them to reopen in the case okay and he has apparently taken numerous polygraph tests and passed all of them yeah so it's it's compelling the story is compelling well, let me tell you one thing um that so now, the the most recent uh, episode that just dropped okay i was listening to Can that I just clarify yeah. um just so how many episodes are we in i think there's five okay and they're doing them what weekly i believe they're weekly i'm telling you i literally stumbled upon it this morning and okay. i've already listened to two episodes okay so that's how quickly you can kind of burn through it um and again it's called 
Fatal Voyage, The Mysterious Death of Natalie Wood. And you can get it on wherever you get your podcasts. Do we know who's producing it? I'm sorry, um, I have a lot of questions. Yeah, I mean... Because I just like to know, like, yeah. where do these things come from? That's a really good question, and we certainly can find we'll that out. out. You know, I want to say that this podcast is produced by American Media. Oh. American Media being the people who published the National Enquirer. AMI? Yeah, AMI. Is that, no, AMI. American Media International? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, anyway, so there's a story that I had never heard, and it's the story of a, a boat that was moored nearby where the, um, the Splendor, that was the name of the, the boat, the ship that they were on, the boat that they were on, um, it was moored nearby, and in the, in the, in the night, yeah. they started to hear a woman's voice saying, help me, I'm drowning, help me, I'm drowning, and they there were three people on that boat it was a, a woman her husband and their son who had just gotten a new digital watch which think about that at the time yeah. like in 1981 oh, sure. that was That's like you had a digital watch so she says in her interview which is is featured in this podcast she says we were able to keep a moment to moment account because we would when something happened we would ask what time it was and then they would jot it down because they were trying to communicate they heard this voice she went out on their deck and she was trying to call back to the voice and say help me understand where where are you i can try to help you but i can't see you yeah um oh, that would be terrible right and then the husband, meanwhile, he's on the phone trying to get a hold of whatever, you know, the, the shore Coast guard down. people are. Yeah, the people on shore to try to get them to come out and help. And, and they're writing everything down. And then suddenly, within probably a 20-minute span, they no longer heard her voice. Oh. Well, what's fascinating, too, that I learned, so I'd never heard that story. Yeah. And then the other piece of the story that you you don't typically hear is when they found her... Uh, Robert Wagner, first of all, would not identify the body. He, um, he, they needed to have that part of, even though they could, looked at her and they knew it was her. No, you need somebody you to, need identify. Somebody to yeah. identify the body. And he would not do it. And he, in fact, said, Dennis will do it. Dennis being the captain of the ship. Okay. So he, Dennis, identified the body. But what is really interesting is then the investigator, the person who was preparing Natalie Wood's body to be taken to the morgue. Yeah took all of her jewelry off. Okay, this is just, I'm sorry, this is like, but this is so fascinating to me. They explain that the way that um, rigor mortis works is typically takes about four hours for that to set in. Okay. Cold water can, uh, can make, can stall that out a little bit. But when he went to take her rings off of her fingers, he said her hands were still pliable. She looked like, so she likely lived for a period of time and struggled in the water before she was found. Meanwhile, Dennis Davern, the captain, has said that Robert Wagner was trying to prevent him from reporting that she was missing. Wow. Isn't that insane? So did they, do you know what's coming? Do they give you, like, are you going to hear from Robert Wagner? No. He, uh, or at least it does not sound like it. I can't imagine. So the sister is, see, this is why, so... Um, Natalie Wood has a sister who um, who is taking part in this podcast, and she's the one that we've talked about in the past that has confronted Robert Wagner yep. in public and basically said, "Please tell the truth about what happened to my sister." Um, and and they they do not get along. And so my sense would be, it, they're not saying that they're going to talk to him or not talk to him. But my sense would be, if she's involved, he's probably not involved. But she's also told the story of being at his um, home in L.A. after after 
her death and she confronted him and just said like what happened and he said basically you you have to believe me and that was it and then she was sort of ushered away and that is how huh. that how that all played you, you out you hear from her you hear her from her okay. you hear from a lot of people so you hear from her you hear from dennis davern the captain you hear from multiple investigators you hear from the woman who was on that a boat that yep. was nearby that yep. was reporting uh, hearing a woman's voice out in the water. Well, that sounds in the like a fascinating night. podcast. It so. is, and it's really well done because, um, you know, sometimes a podcast is just kind of people talking back and forth, but this really is like an invis- investigative it's sure. sort of laid out in such a, an interesting and compelling way and it's only 28, 30 minutes long. I was going to ask, are they hour-long episodes? No, they're so short, and so they're very easy to digest. Perfect. And if you've ever wanted to understand more about that evening yeah for sure it will give you uh, it lays it out in such an interesting way um and i listen well, you'll have to keep listening i will and then report back and, i will and let us know um how do we don't know how many episodes this is going to be i don't know how many it's going to be i know that there are five available right now okay so all right well let us know i don't know why the word eight is in my mind i don't know if i heard that or if i'm just making that up okay in any case this is a well, great new one eight, to dive into that they're going to get to a conclusion well, fast. It's and enough. Yeah, they're they're doing you know they're doing it like little piece by piece. Right now, the one that just dropped is like the night of, and they're really talking about what happened the night of, and um, and 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 then shortly after. Okay. Also, can we just talk about this really quickly? The thing that never fails to surprise me or like um put, like unnerve me a little bit is the fact that Robert Wagner. And Christopher Walken are, no pun intended, just walking around this world, and they know what happened. Yeah. And they have maintained their story. So you're saying you don't think that their story... I mean, is this podcast... I don't podcast think it's plausible the- at all. You know, again, there's it's complicated, and you should listen to it for yeah, sure, no, but, for you sure. know, there's this whole narrative that they were pushing that she liked to take journeys in the middle of the night on the dinghy. And that she had, like, taken the dinghy down and hopped in the dinghy to just go on an outing. Yeah, that sounds a little suspicious. Right? Who does that? But they've been pushing that yep. narrative for some time. And so, right. anyway. Again, the name of the podcast is? It is called Fatal Voyage. Fatal Voyage. Yep. I can download it probably wherever podcasts are available. Exactly. All right. Exactly. I'm Thank you for allowing me to just geek out about no, that. No, I love it's that. insane. I love when people get hooked on something because oh. then it gives us something to put on our list exactly and it is like i said it's a real quickie all right when we come back on the colleen and bradley show it is cheat day and uh we cheat every day at the minnesota state fair we will be tasting something delicious from our friends at the blue barn and our audience also gets to join in on the fun we'll be back after this on my talk 107 well usually it's only fridays that we cheat on the colleen and bradley show we cheat on our diets but well, we didn't. We haven't had a diet since the state fair this started, is true. so we thought let's just throw caution to the wind every day. Exactly. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, and it's time for us all to cheat. It is cheat day. The chickens. You can bury egg bunny. I mean. And you know, the best part about Cheat Day every day at the Minnesota State Fair is we aren't alone in our cheating. Nay, the entire audience gets to cheat as well. Our yes, friends from the so Blue Barn. Yay! For the wonderful folks 
at Blue Barn for bringing our Cheat Day Friday experience. Colleen, this is one that we uh, enjoy on a we, regular basis. Yeah, we actually both have enjoyed this during the State Fair. Indeed, it's the Blueberry Basil Lemonade. And this is what's so cool. I mean, it's cool because it's, <laughs> it's, refreshing. it's refreshing and cool. No, but this is so, this is what's unique about this Blueberry Basil Lemonade that you're drinking right now is that it is made with fresh basil from the Blue Farm, which is the farm in the New Prague, Jordan area that uh, is owned by our friends at the Blue Barn. So this is fresh and local and yummy and tasty and delicious. Yes. So again, thanks to Blue Barn for always providing our audience with yummy eats and treats during the Minnesota State Fair. I don't know about you, but I have not eaten enough. So, um, And actually, I will say of the just of the item that we have today, Colleen, um, mm-hmm. this is something like, it's a wonderful palate cleanser. Mm, yeah. So when you've had a few f- deep fried items and you want to start up over. the act a little bit. Yep. Have a swig or two. And uh, I, you can get, uh, I think they have two sizes actually, like a 16 ounce and a 20 ounce Ooh. if you want to go all in. Nice. And I think if you maybe happen to be bringing some... <clears throat> Adult the, beverages there are with ways you. to mix it. Maybe I've seen saying. people with a flask or two. Oh. But uh, that might be something to mix. Don't that you way. think? Yeah, I don't absolutely. drink, but you ladies do. Yeah. I yeah. Think that well, would be we a good were just mixer. talking about things you can mix, even non-alcoholic things like your Lacroix, your Lacroix. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if that's I'm going to bring deal. Lacroix in a flask. That wouldn't be. <laughs> that'd be kind of hilarious. <laughs> Sir, what is in there? It's my Lacroix. They'd be like, no. We were born at night, but we weren't born last but night. But we weren't born last night. Okay, I want to tell you about, uh, speaking of alcoholic beverages, I want to tell you about a very unique alcoholic beverage that is celebrating the oddest thing. Okay. So, you know how blockbuster videos have basically gone the way of the dinosaur? Yeah, they're well, extinct, except not for Not really. There's one left, and it's in Oregon. And at, um, in, in celebration of this all, uh, very last blockbuster... Uh, a, a, a brewing company called Ten Barrel Brewing Company, which is local in Bend, Oregon, they have brewed a blockbuster beer. It's called the Last Blockbuster. Okay. And here's here are it the. It tastes like old VHS tapes. Well, yummy and stale cheese popcorn. Well, Ooh. you guys, I mean, you're kind of close in the sense that you are going to have apparently a mouth sensation that will mouth be reminiscent feel. of your favorite movies. Okay, mm. this is. Um, let me just explain this, okay? No, going to see your favorite movies, not actual movies. It apparently pairs perfectly with buttery theater popcorn and your favorite movie-sized chocolate. It's got a light body, a smooth finish, and hints of... Nostalgia. Oh, I don't that's know what a that clever means, marketing scheme. But I don't know what that means. What is the yeah, what, what is a hint of Can nostalgia? Can I ask a question? Do you drink a lot of beer? No. Holly, are you a beer drinker? Not really. Beer doesn't like because me. Because I feel like beer... Uh, well, I, I when I drank, I didn't drink beer because that was a... I mean, it took forever to get drunk and you'd be tired and feel bloated by the end of it. So I just... Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts.
I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Kind of went with cheaper, more economical means. Boone's Farm? <laughs> no, like Kharkov vodka in a plastic oh, who, jug. with a speed okay. hand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just give me a straw. Um, no, but my question is, there is this like explosion of beer, right? Like mm-hmm. craft beer, like here at the State Fair, or you know, Blue Barn, they've got some wonderful um, craft brews, and you see them everywhere. Yeah. And I, I am curious, like, how many people actually like those, you like, different flavors of beer that are kind of, you know, kit. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A little gimmicky. Y- like yeah. this one seems a little gimmicky. Yeah, to me. you know that I don't know the gimmicky kind, but I will say the craft beer thing. Like it is a hobby for many people, which. The fact that in 2018 we live in a world where beer can be a hobby is sort of yeah. interesting, right? Well, I saw one based on there's a Skittles craft beer. That doesn't. But it's sound. called like Skittles or something, and it was like Skittly. I don't know. I I'm just like that doesn't sound like a fun drunk. To no, me. It, it it doesn't. Whoa! It, ooh, whoopsie We're losing things. Yeah. Sorry. There's, there's Sorry. lots of different flavor sensations here at the fair too. There's Spumoni beer. Is there really? Spumoni. Yeah, based off of the ice cream, like the kind that you get at the old spaghetti ooh. factory at the end of your meal. Yeah. There's mini donut Spumoni. beer. Yeah. Well, I don't know. That's I can't. I haven't like tried it, but well. Thank um, you. Speaking of the last blockbuster, yeah, I did want to share this one other little tidbit with you that Bend, Oregon is not the only place that still has a movie rental. <clears throat> Minneapolis think- has one movie rental place left and it is closing. Yes. Oh, no. And in fact, this is like two blocks from my house. I drive yeah. by this every day. And it is like this weird dinosaur slash time machine experience. You drive by, and it's just, it seems so normal to, you know, because growing up, we had movie theaters every, or movie theaters, movie... Movie rentals everywhere. Holly used to work at one. Yeah, it was my first job. Yeah. Um, well, I used to go to them all the time. Me too. What I used a to rent from them. That's wow. So crazy. But, um, but, so, like, I drive by it, and I'm like, oh, that's totally normal. Wait, that's not normal at all. Well, Why is that is, thing still a thing? I know. It's totally fascinating. It's called Movies on 35th street and it and it really was kind of a local gathering spot more than anything and i think the owner just realized tim hansen is his name he had a good run people just really aren't renting sounds like they're gonna be open through uh september exactly so uh you know if you want to see that dinosaur they're selling the movies though by the way you don't can't rent them anymore but you can buy them when we come back we've got lord and lady d-bag for you from the state fair on the colleen and bradley show on my talk 107 welcome back to the colleen and bradley show on my talk 1071 streaming live at my talk 1071 com. We are Everything Entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. That's my name. And every day at this time, we like to talk about those celebrities who are behaving badly. We have a very special name. We like to call them, and that name is D-Bag. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Um, Who's your D-Bag, Colleen? Well, Bradley, remember yesterday when I tried <laughs> to do an anti-D-Bag, and then that oh, yeah, went that totally awry? Miserably, because... You tried to get us to think that uh, Jimmy Fallon paying rich people's dinner tab was awesome. I still thought it 
was awesome. I, I stand by that. I think that was a kind and loving thing to do, and we should all aspire to be so kind and loving. Oy, oy, oy. But fine, fine. I'm going to try again. Okay? Okay, you do know this segment is called D-Bags, right? I do, but I, there, I had to tell the story. This is such an awesome... I, oh, you know what? There is a D-Bag in the story. How about that? There is a D-Bag in this story. Okay, and I feel like young, you're reaching, but No, I I'm not. I am not reaching. There, <laughs> w- there is a D-Bag in this story. Okay. Uh, the story is about... It involves Mark Hamill from... Star Wars. Thank you. Um, but it's about a young boy named Aiden Vasquez. He's 10 years old, and he was violently bullied. These are the D-Bags. Violently bullied by uh, other kids at his school in Desert Hot Springs, California. Now, Aiden ended up having to be hospitalized because he was punched in the face and had his backpack stolen from school on Monday. Yeah, Yeah. see? Now, this is the part, this is like the most heartwarming, amazing thing, and we should all hope that we have a child that... That, that has a heart as big as Aiden Vasquez. He said after getting several stitches uh, on a wound that was right above his eyebrow, he was asked by his mom, why didn't you defend yourself against these people who were physically bullying you? And he said, it wasn't part of the Jedi way. Aww. And so he would not fight back like that. So he's obviously a Star Wars fan. Isn't that sweet? Now, Mark Hamill got wind of this, and he said, shout out to Aiden Vasquez for his courage and wisdom in the face of adversity. I am proud of you for showing that you can be a Jedi in real life. Congratulations, Aiden. The Force will be with oh, you always. I mean, are you not kind of a little bit verklempt from that? There's no way you could take that story and tell me that it was no. that it was debagging. No, okay, it's good. not a debag though. I know, but this I the was segment is called debags. I mean, but I just wanted to spread Why some love and happiness. Why are you trying to ruin our segment? I just, I just wanted to spread love. Don't go off the script. Well, let's do a segment called love and awesomeness. I don't think stories. people are going to like that one. So why exactly. don't you throw so a debag at them? Throw a debag at our friends. Okay, okay I'm not going to throw a debag because I don't. I'm not. No. Nope. But what I am going to do is tell you a story about a D-bag. Yay! Because that's what the audience came for. Yay! They want to know what celebrities are behaving badly. So, my celebrity D-bag today is actually the whole world. Oh. But I'm going to narrow that down a wow, little bit. Wow, you really countered my anti-D-bag. Yeah. I really want a t-shirt that just says, you're all You're D-bags. all D-bags. No, I wouldn't. That would be a horrible t-shirt. Mm-mm. So We should I, just have one that says your mom. Your mom. Oh, oh look, wait, we do. We do. Go buy it. Go $20. It. They're uh, running out fast. Um, but it's actually not just the whole world. It's tabloids in general. And specifically today, because tabloids are always horrible things, right? Uh, but specifically today, it's the tabloids and what they're saying about Angelina Jolie. Have you seen these stories? Oh, the Sun, yeah. the Inquirer. That she's down to 76 pounds. 76 pounds. And okay. we're not talking about money. So Ange- here's the headline. Angelina Jolie reportedly drops to 76 pounds after Brad Pitt split. She's on the verge of collapse. Okay. First of all... There's one thing wrong with the story, and that is TikTok, TikTok, but everyone smokes and nothing is real. No, like how many times do we have to, you know, go after women, right? And and like like tell this story that somehow their body, you're going to be ugly if you fail with a man. Yeah. That's ultimately, yeah. at the bottom of it, that's what they're saying, right? Like a woman can't handle well, 
life yeah. after Brad Pitt, so she's just going to become anorexic and miserable. And well, and even further, if I may, just sort of this is it's even more complicated than that because you know the message is be skinny, be skinny, be skinny, be skinny. Oh, but not that skinny. Oh yeah. So. Yeah. No, it's for anybody who gross. who loses weight thinking that they're going to get people's approval, good luck with that. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Not going to happen. Um, but what I will say is, so, so Angeline, so tabloids create fake stories for attention, right? And right. To sell newspapers. This fake story that they're telling you is that Angelina Jolie dropped to seventy six pounds, but wait, there's more. What I love about this story, and by that I mean what I hate about it, is it's got like an alleged source who's talking about how she's dropped to 76 pounds and it goes on and it's just it's like so obviously not somebody who actually knows her real yeah and she's an emotional and physical wreck she's on the verge of collapse she's practically living on ice cubes and so anorexic her skin is sagging and her bones are almost breaking she needs help and fast like i mean that's like, terrible. First of all, who is that person, right? Like, if that were true, right. imagine that you know that person uh, goes to the tabloids and is like, "Wow, her skin is really saggy, and she's her bones are about to break." Well, I mean, it's just oh. so preposterous. And if I can also just add to, like, anorexia is a real disease. Yes, yes. And so, of course, rather than like treating it like a gossip, uh, like a point of gossip if she's ill then she's ill and that is a serious conversation to be had but treating it like gossip fodder that it's well, nauseating okay. because the truth is if you were that person and you believed that your friend Angelina Jolie was about to fall down the stairs because she's so distraught over Brad Pitt that she doesn't have any fat on her body um, you would I don't know maybe call a doctor or maybe mm-hmm. call you know or Angelina, have like some sort of intervention. Right, instead of like running to a tabloid. But you're not calling us weekly. Well, Dr. Gabe Merkin weighed in. Okay, Dr. first Merkin. of all, let's start with, that's an unfortunate Dr. name. Dr. Merkin. Paging Dr. Paging Merkin. Dr. Merkin. Mm-hmm. Dr. Merkin. Okay, anyway, before you I go have off a on telephone Pee-wee call Herman, at the front desk. <laughs> before I go it's off on Pee Wee Herman, uh, oh Dr. God. Gabe Merkin said, quote, There's almost no subcutaneous fat on her arms and cheeks. And her cheeks have no fat either, which is very alarming. Now, you may ask yourself, why is Angelina Jolie's doctor talking about her Why is Angelina issues? Jolie's doctor talking about That's her issues? That's not Angelina Jolie's doctor. Oh, shocker. That's just some guy who the tabloids called up to get an opinion about a picture of Angelina Jolie. Ugh. Uh, that being said, Angelina has always been very thin, Dr. Merkin would like you to know. And uh, she was covered up the last time she stepped out in public. Okay. So there, this woman is fine. She is not 76 pounds. And just the whole notion that um, she can't handle life after Brad Pitt just seems like very 1997. It's such a weird narrative, too. Well, I, it's not so- weird. It's lazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's lazy. It's old. And frankly... Um, that it is nothing related to anything we've actually heard about Angelina no. jo- Jolie over the last you know few weeks. Did you get a little for Clem? I did. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Well, that is dumb, and I'm not going to stand for it anymore. Uh, oh, really? What are you going to do? Well, I'm going to tell you what we're going to we talk are about sitting next. Right now, so. That's true. Okay. When we come back, okay. Um, 
KFC is offering a reward oh, for the dumbest thing you've ever heard. Oh, don't even get me started. We're going to have to get you started after this. Okay, Brad? Don't even get me started. I'm going to get you started okay. after this on My Talk 1071. Well, congratulations to both Bradley and Holly. They made it to the restroom and back in that short break on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Skills. We got state fair skills, you guys. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. We are everything entertainment. Just call me Yellow Lightning. I won't actually no. be doing that. It's really? better than but brown I'm, lightning. Was, okay. No, you guys, I'm trying to get this thing back on the rails. Bradley, just tell us what KFC is trying to do. So we uh, p- uh, hinted that perhaps there was going to be... We hinted at the fact that KFC was doing something absurd. And in fact, yes, ladies and gentlemen, it is the absurdest thing you've heard. Most absurd thing you've heard in a long time. They have announced... That they are giving away $11,000 to somebody who does something involving their first... Well, I shouldn't say their first child. Involving their next child. Okay, $11,000. I mean, that's a good chunk of change. That's a lot of money. That would be a good like start, investment fund for your yeah. child, compound interest. Yes. Boom, boom, boom. 50 I mean, years later, they can that's a start to a retire. college fund. That's fantastic. Well, um... I might be on board. Colonel Sanders. Mm-hmm. His first name is Harland. KFC is going to give $11,000 to the first person on September 9th, uh, or, uh, yeah, the first person on September 9th who names their child Harland. Okay, so, okay, there's a lot happening here. So, first of all, your baby has to be born on September 9th. So, if you have a baby on September 9th, and you are the first person to name your child Harland, you will receive $11,000 from KFC. Harland. Harland Sanders is Colonel Sanders' name. And they think Harland is a name that needs to, you know, see a comeback. So they have decided to give $11,000 to the lucky couple who decides to name their child after fried chicken. I mean, wouldn't it stink if you were the second person? Uh, that would really be a bummer. Yeah, because, because you're you like, know what, though? But then you'd still have time to change it. But you know what? I think I would do it. I, you know, I think I could. I think I could see myself doing that. Because here's the other reason why. Well, first of all, let's hope it's not a little girl. How sad would that be when you have the conversation with your child for the first time? Mommy, why did you name me Harlan? Not because it was your great-grandfather's name. Not because Harlan saved your dad's life in the Mm -hmm. war. No, it's because your parents got a payoff from a fast food fried chicken chain. But if that became your, like, that became your college nest egg, you know, if you knew, like, when you go to the university of wherever, that that was made possible by the colonel because and you know like again harland like mm, i don't know that i love the name like this baby harland but harry like you could call a baby harry but it better not a girl that would be bad you don't want to do they have an option for girls okay so you are just thinking about this way too much well the fact that we live in 2018 and a company is paying to name your children for a social media experience I think that is just tragic and sad. Don't you? I feel like... I don't feel like it's the worst idea ever, Bradley. I don't. I feel like we could do something like this, right? You think that we could get somebody to name their child after, what, us? I mean, I'm sure there are a lot of people... Actually, I think Colleen or Bradley would be a much better name than Harlan. Yeah, I agree, first of all. What about if we put them together and made it just... 
Colleen and Bradley. So you want us to give somebody money. Well, first of all, we don't have $11,000, so I have no, news right. for you. No, you're right. We actually don't have a... That's true. You know, there's one thing about naming... Nobody's going to name their child Colleen and Bradley. That's just not going to happen. I mean, I don't know. How about... Can we get a round of applause? Who would name their child Colleen and Bradley? None of you. There is not that one actually, person in right, this audience. You're right. Actually, zero. Zero applauded. What if Absolutely we, nobody applauded. What if we have a person change their name? Like an adult. Oh, okay. So an Not adult. for $11,000, though, because we don't have $11,000. That's kind of the sticking but how point much right now. we do? Um, well, like $11? Anyone like want to change their name $11? for $11? That doesn't feel like enticing enough. I don't even know how much it costs to change your name, by the way. I don't know. I, you know, it can't cost that much, though, because it cost me $8 to be able to marry people. So I feel like... You know, that's a big, low. yeah, the bar, is low. <laughs> the bar is low. Okay, so how about, okay, we're on My Talk 1071. Forget about the one. <laughs> what if we paid somebody $107 you know, okay, we're to trying change to pay their name people to Colleen and Bradley? To change their names for us? Yeah. Why don't people pay us to, to change, change their our, names? Their names? Or to, to change our names. To I'm change sorry. our names? Yeah. I mean, I'm for it. What do you want to change your name to? Well, I mean, for... Or whatever they okay, want. Okay, so 11000 Okay, so here's the story. Here's what we're going to do. So $11,000, by the way, if you didn't get this in the KFC story, and the story is that KFC is going na- to give $11,000 to the first person to name their child Harland. That's the name of Colonel Sanders on September 9th, right? Right. Which, what? what is that? Is that his birthday or something? September 9th? Oh, that's a good question. Probably. Well, I, I, I would assume for the sake of the story that that is actually the case. Okay. Um, but we're 107. So eleven thousand dollars, eleven herbs and spices. We're 107. One hundred and seven thousand dollars. One hundred seven thousand. One hundred and seven thousand dollars. Okay. How now? About I like the way you're you talking. You give us one hundred and seven thousand dollars, and we will change our name to whatever you want. Whatever you want. Why are they not cheering? Nobody's. Well, I don't think they have $107,000, probably. Well, pull your resources, but hey, no, y'all. I'm totally in. Take a boat. Uh, I would change my name to, like, you know, like, Road Apple. <laughs> like, I would... Which, incidentally, I just learned what a Road Apple is. How did you not know that? Anyway, you guys yeah, told me. But, but I don't wouldn't know. Wouldn't you? I mean, change your name. Who cares what I know, your you, name is legally? Yeah. No, yeah, I, I really would do that. If, see, I just think it's weird about the kid thing. Like, if, if uh, KFC wanted to change... You know, wanted to pay an adult to change their name, yes. I'd be all for it. I'm but in. But there just seems, seems like something so sad about naming your child to to get a payoff. I right. mean, I don't blame people. I mean, there are people who could use that eleven thousand dollars for like medical bills. Yeah. So like, I'm not going to begrudge. It's like that whole eleven thousand dollars. I mean, that is literally what it costs to have a baby in a hospital. Oh, well, I'm maybe, not even kidding. Yeah. Well, at least. Um, uh, but again, I wouldn't begrudge anybody for doing it. I just think it's sad that that's the world we now find ourselves, where game shows to pay off your student debts and, you know, uh, $11,000 to get social media attention for fried chicken just seems a little... Holly, do you want to explain the noise you just made? I just, I, I don't like any of those things at Why? all. That we have game shows? <laughs> yeah. Well, we don't necessarily have time to talk about all that. Oh, we do, actually. <laughs> Oh, what? Oh, what? What do you mean? The fact that we need to have game shows to pay off student loans and that we need to give babies money as a fast food gimmick? I will tell you, I I just got a text from somebody who said I'd change my name to Cobra for $107. Okay, do you think they're being honest with you? I can't. I can't say. It's hard to read tone in a text. You don't know the person. Oh. 
Yeah, but he said he would. I mean, do, do how how hard if up he for shows us we? that he's legally changed his name, we can give him one hundred seven dollars. I'd pony up one hundred seven dollars. Sure, yeah. mm-hmm. I, I mean, want a legal name change. I feel like I would yeah. hold out for a little more. Does anybody but. know how much does that cost to change your name? Because if it's like, I don't want to have to pay for that and the one hundred seven dollars. That's oh that yeah, gets that's to be true. pricey. Yeah, you got to take care of expenses yeah, yourself, right? And then we'll give you the hundred and seven dollars, and then you have See, to absorb the, the cost of doing that. If you, um, if I change my name and you gave me several thousand dollars, uh-huh. I would do it, and then a month later, I would change my name back. I feel like there's got to be some sort of legality around well, that, especially with the the KFC. You'd right. think that they would require you to not change the child's name right away, but you know, up until what the age of like seven or eight they're not paying attention this is true no trust me i you know i have an 11 year old and i'm still not entirely sure he knows his name yeah because you call him he does all the time he's right he doesn't know i'm like that's your name i named you that if you um um, if you guys are just joining us i was just going to remind people that they're listening to us yahoos talk about um kfc and i do actually want to have kfc can i tell you a quick little kfc story i wish you would no, seriously. Or no, did you I, have some better idea? No. Because I, I don't have to tell you the story. No, I want to hear your case. Are you sure? You'd... Yeah, I'm positive. Okay, I'm just kidding. What, should um, I be scared? No. Okay. In fact, this is the random world that we live in. So we just talked about this story. We're out here, by the way, at the Minnesota State Fair on Underwood, just south of Tony Randall. And uh, in this beautiful, beautiful... Um, booth area Mm -hmm. and i was watching youtube videos the other night and what did i watch but an old episode of what's my line uh that it's an old game show okay it's not whose line is it anyway it's a different one what's my line okay i don't know that one no what's my it was called what's my line right holly it's an old 50s show they would bring celebrities on regardless they brought on and they would have a famous or actually they did two things they would have a famous person come on so for example you know, uh, Lucille Ball would come on uh-huh. and the panelists would be blindfolded and they would ask Lucille Ball yes or no questions. Okay. And uh, if she was able to fool them, she won. Uh-huh. Um, otherwise, if they could figure out, oh, it's Lucille Ball oh, without looking okay. and yes or no questions. Well, they also will bring on like your average Joe who just does something and you have to guess what he does oh, for wow. a living. Okay. And they brought on um, Colonel Sanders. Uh-huh. Well, this panel of like celebrities had no idea who or what a Colonel Sanders was because it was right at the moment that he was sort of making it big. Yep. And he literally is the, I mean, he is Colonel Sanders. You know, they make fun of, yeah. not make fun of, but they sort of they like caricaturize him. Yeah. Um, Colonel Sanders left and right. But like there is the actual Colonel Sanders sitting on a panel and when they they're like, okay, audience, now we're gonna show you what this guy does. And on the screen pops Southern Fried Chicken owner or company owner. Mm-hmm. And you're like, yeah, that's Colonel you Sanders. Guys, what's wrong he with looks, you guys, did he like, have they, the white suit? They had and... no idea what a Colonel Sanders was, wow. and it was hilarious when they actually all took off their masks. They're like, oh, okay, well that's interesting. Where do we find these, you know, eleven herbs and spices you speak of? And he's like, they're all over the place that at that hilarious. point. But these like highfalutin celebrities hadn't, you know, hadn't hadn't, hadn't been had a mouthful to... of extra crispy yet. Yeah, exactly. Huh? That's that a good story. That is yeah. fascinating. I'll post that on the, on uh, Twitter or the I website. I love that. All right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, um, we have a question for you. And the question is, what's the one thing you would tell a newcomer that they cannot miss? At the Minnesota State Fair. Yeah, we're going back to that New York Times article. Can't Uh-oh. lie. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. What is the one thing you would tell a newcomer that they cannot miss at the Minnesota State Fair? We'll be back right after this.
My Talk 1071. Everything. Be right here. Entertainment.